Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way. And we have an unusual show of you, a different show of you. This is a team predictor. However, it's not your usual match day predictor. We're predicting players Arsenal can sign from a free agent top 11. I'm joined by Umar to go over this. Umar, how are you? Yeah, good, Bailey. Good. Yeah, no match day this weekend. So we thought we'd just delve into the free agent market because there's a lot of players out there. And before everyone starts thinking we're going to be throwing names like Mbappe, Pogba and Modric and so forth into this list, we're not. We're just going to be going through realistic targets that we think could be possible additions to Arsenal this summer. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And before we do touch on to 11, Umar, just in the transfer market, sometimes how shrewd can getting an important free agent be? You know, we know PSG in the summer, they made use of it. I think they signed Sergio Ramos, uh, Donnarumma and the GOAT Lionel Messi. So how important can the free agency be? Just ask Arsene Wenger. He went over the road, he bought Sol Campbell yeah. and that's probably one of the best Bosmans um, in recent years. But yeah, if you can get a free agent, especially in the summer, where there is going to be a lot of money. I think Arsenal will have a lot of funds, but it's always good to get a Bosman once in a while if there's good quality out there. And especially this summer, I've I've seen there's a lot of players who are out of contract, going back to what we discussed, Mbappe, Pogba, Perisic, um, just a few names um, out there. So, yeah, if you can get a Bosman and if you can get a player who's, who you can get on free, you'll be saving a lot of funds. So, yeah, I think it's always good. Absolutely. Now let's touch into the 11 that Arsenal could possibly sign. I'll email go on the screen here if you guys can take a look at that. And that is a it's a strong team. It's a strong team. Umar, let's just say this team is in the Premier League, this starting 11 here. Where do you think they would be? Where do you think they'll finish? I don't know. It's, it's a good team, but at that front, the front three, Isco, he's not had a good time at Real Madrid recently. Same with Usman Dembele. Dybala, there's been links that he might be coming to the end of his work, Juventus. But it's a good team. Like this, there's certain options. Obviously, we'll get we'll go through them in 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 a, in, a, in a second. But there's a few good options in this team that I think would be good additions to Arsenal. And yeah, we can we can discuss that. But there's a couple of players that do I think can be good additions for our squads. Absolutely. If you look at that defence there, we have been linked to a few players in that defence now, of course, Mateus Ginter. Oh, it's been a long time since he's been linked to him, <laughs> but there was a, there was a, a, a there was successive transfer windows where he could not be linked to him. It was just so regular. And of course, Onana before Matt Turner and Aaron Ramsdale did come into the club. Well, Matt Turner yet to be uh, announced, but it seems like it's an absolute certainty. And of course, Aaron Ramsdale came in, but we were linked to Onana, of course, in a cheap deal. Uma, would you have liked to see Onana at the club? And would you still like to see Onana at the club? I think, I think with Onana, the times obviously come that he won't be coming to Arsenal. Don't get me wrong, when the first rumours came about and he was there was interest in him, 
I, I did want him because I thought he was mm. a good goalkeeper and he was the type of goalkeeper that Mikel Arteta wanted in terms of his style. He likes to play out from the back. But obviously the move didn't materialise for whatever reason. Obviously he had that ban that he was um, undergoing. So that could have been possible. But that's mm. in the past. We bought Ramsdale and yeah, I, I love Aaron Ramsdale as does everyone, every other Arsenal fan. Personality-wise, um, he's had great performances this season. He's coming to his own. He's young. So... Anana would have been good in hindsight, but when you've got Aaron Ramster, who's done so well for Arsenal, it's it's you forget about links to Anana. And now there's rumours that it's Matt Turner. Sorry, is confirmed. To be honest, um, New Re- New York Revolutions did confirm it. Mm-hmm. New England Revolution that he will be coming. So I think now for the goalkeeping department, I think I think we're both stopped. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I always want to see. I can't lie to you guys. I'm going to be honest. I wanted to own Anna ahead of Aaron Ramsdale in the summer. I'm going to be honest. Now, looking in hindsight, that is a crazy decision and a crazy opinion by me. But I think in the summer, Onana really added appeal to me. Of course, he comes from the Ajax Academy. He knows he'll play kind of a similar style to what Arteta was looking for. And I didn't, of course, we didn't know about the quality Ramsdale would bring. But now, if you look at it, I'm so happy we did go for Aaron Ramsdale. And um, I'm happy with Matt Turner as well. So I think Onana now. We might as well forget about that transfer as well because I think he's on his way to, to Inter Milan too. It's looking likely, so that is not going to happen. And uh, let's carry on with the defence. Umar now, a right-back has been a topic of discussion, let's just say, for Arsenal. For the last year, even when Bellerin was at the club, now, of course, we signed Takiro Tomiyasu. He's been excellent since coming in. The only question is, is his attacking abilities also the backup to Tomiyasu? He hasn't got enough competition. Now, we know we saw Callum Chambers to Aston Villa in January on a free transfer. Right now, it's Cedric covering for Tomiyasu. In the last three games, he has done very well. But if we're being honest, I think we need more of a long-term right-back. And Mazzarao, you know, of course, at Ajax, he'd be doing very well. I remember he was part of the famous 2018-2019 uh, Champions League run. Is he a right back you would like to see considering how cheap he is and in the other positions we do, we do need to strengthen him? Would Mazarelli appeal to you, Mo? I think it'll be a smart deal. Like, looking across that team, out of all those players, he's the one that stands out to me. Like, we, like I said to you before, we're going to have a lot of funds this summer. Yeah. So we need to be smart with our deals. Um, the Arteta and Edu will probably be prioritising the striking department potentially a midfielder as well, high quality. So I think if we can get a player of Mazuri's stature in terms of that right-back position, like he's a product of Ajax's academy, he's he said, like in past few weeks, he said that his time at Ajax is coming to an end and he's only 24, so he's very, very young. But what I like about him, we talk about Tomiyasu, he's been a revelation for Arsenal. But at the moment, there's been niggles with a calf injury and now he's picked up another calf injury. So that's not really helpful. So we need, we need if we are to progress, if we are to be a Champions League club, if we are to be a successful club challenging in the Premier League, we always need players, two, two high quality players for each position, I think, yeah. if we want to be successful. And a player like that who's played over 100 games for Ajax, he's very good in attacking-wise. Like he scored five goals in around 16 games this season in the Eredivisie League, so he's a, he's a person who knows how to attack. And I think with Tomiyasu, he's Tomiyasu is a better defender. I think like Tomiyasu will clean up and do that role well. But I think if we're looking for attacking wise, I think he he will be a good option. And 
he's he wants to leave. He's not going to sign a new contract. He said to the media, there's just a five percent chance. So that says a lot. And he's been linked to a lot of host of top European clubs. So I think it'll be a smart deal, to be honest. I don't know what you think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would be a smart deal. I think I'd br- okay. If we don't, you know my admiration for Tariq Lamptey from Brighton. I always say in Arsenal, I want Tariq Lamptey as I've dreamed, I've dreamed of a him and Bukayi Saka down the right-hand side. That is my ultimate dream. I think it would have caused devastation for opposition teams. But if you couldn't go down that room, if you couldn't sign Tariq Lamptey, then Masari would make, would make complete sense. And I would absolutely go in for him. I think, as you said, he's got the pedigree, he's shown his worth. And he says he's leaving Ajax as well. So getting him on a free transfer is makes sense it does make sense and just touching on our other defenders i don't think we need to talk much about those i think Holsterberg, mm. we don't need a left back because of tierney and uh, nuno Tavares. Gintar, i think that transfer rumor is now gone i think his time to become an Arsenal player has passed sagadu we've got william saliba coming back so that wouldn't really make sense and sagadu can be quite error prone for Borussia dortmund i don't think he's ready for the arsenal move just yet now let's talk about the midfield and Uma, I'm going to start with this one. You know who I'm going to touch on. That's Frank Kessier. And everyone, everyone at the Arsenal knows as well my admiration for Frank Kessier and how much I want him to team up with Thomas Partey. And I'll, I think out of all this list, there's one player I had to choose that we must sign for me would be Frank Kessier. I think I'm a big fan of him. I want to see him and Thomas Partey in the midfield as a pivot. I think they'll dominate Premier League teams. He's quality. He's a perfect number eight. And he's quite versatile as well against AC Milan in the Milano derby. played in a number 10. He wasn't great, albeit, but he can also play in that position too. And we're going to be in desperate need of a midfielder. If Shaka does go to a Roma, uh, and any contract does expire, then we can't really um, rely on Albert Samuel Congo or Charlie Bettino to step up just yet. And we don't know the situation with Ainsley making the either. So we are going to need a midfielder desperately. And I think Frank Kessier steps up. And if we do bring in Frank Kessier on the free transfer, that means we can go full pelt on a striker and go out for two strikers because we might also need two strikers as well with Lacazette also possibly leaving the club. So Frank Kessier will kind of relieve the transfer budget a little bit so we can focus on a striker position or elsewhere. So for me, Frank Kessier would be a three midfield signing alongside Thomas Partey, as I said previously. What about you, Mark? Like I agree, in normal circumstances, Frank Kessie, if he wasn't a free agent, if he wasn't coming to the end of his contract at Milan, he'll be probably worth 45 to 50 million, I'd yeah. say. Um, like you said, he's versatile. He's he's a leader as well. So that's that's a big element as well. And he can play across the pitch, to be honest. And if he, he, the fact is, if we can get a player like his stature, because I think this summer we need... Elneny, I think, will go. I think mm-hmm. Granit Xhaka will go as well. I think he'll go to Roma. I think Roma will step up the interest again this summer. And if they come in with a suitable offer and nothing like the money that they were offering previous summer, I think we will be open to a, a departure for him. And then you have Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I know he's having a tough time at the moment for uh, Roma, but I think he's coming to the end of his Arsenal days as well. So that would essentially mean we lose Elneny, Shaka, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, three midfielders. Charlie Patino, he's he's still learning his trade, to be mm-hmm. honest. He, he'll he'll have games like in the Carabao Cup and he'll be a good backup option and just, just, just to be on the bench. But he's not going to be playing week in, week out for Arsenal. So that essentially leaves us with Sambi Lokonga and Thomas Partey. So in my eyes, this summer, I think we need two midfielders to be honest if if yes. those three go which i think they will in my opinion i think we need two high level midfielders so getting someone like kessie he's he's played week in week out at the highest level he's played in the european competitions he's played in the champions league he's played in the europa league 
is a bargain. And then we can think about another midfielder, which is different to Party, which is different to Kessie. So I think I think it will be a good option. And I think they'll be drawing the options, Edu, um, Arteta, right now, um, because Arteta knows what he wants in terms of midfield. You saw against Wolves, um, they were playing 4-3-3 formation, and Shaka was playing a bit more further forward, I, I, I saw during that game. And he had a good game. But he still had his limitations during the match. But it shows if a player like Shaka was doing that job quite reasonably well, what can a better player do? So there's a lot of questions this summer that's going to be asked. But for me, yeah, Kessie as well is a standout player as a Bosman. If we can get that, his wages, we can easily um, match, even increase. I don't think he'll be getting paid that much in Milan um, to what he'll be getting if he joined Arsenal. So it, it would just make sense when you think of it, just just from a fan's perspective. But um, just go wait and see. Just go wait and see. Indeed. Wait and see, indeed. And, of course, a shout-out to Kamara as well from Marseille. He also yeah. wouldn't be a bad signing, of course. Manchester United and Newcastle and Wolves have also been queried to be interested in him. He's a defensive midfielder, more defensive than Kezier. So, he also wouldn't be a bad signing, of course. He's teaming up with Guendouzi. Maybe Arsenal can use Guendouzi in a way. <laughs> have Guendouzi in there to get Kamara. Maybe that can happen. We shall see. <laughs> Moving on to the front three behind the striker. Now, you know, just, I'm just looking at this team now. I'm just looking at the front three players. I wouldn't take any of them. I wouldn't yeah. take Dembele simply due to his injury history and due to Bukai Saka's and Martinelli's rise. I wouldn't take Isco because we have Erdogan and Smithrow and Isco hasn't, as you said at the beginning of the show, Isco hasn't really, hasn't really shown the levels that we're accustomed to. And Lingard, for me, I have a personal vendetta against him because of his <laughs> celebrations. Every time Millie rocking at the Emirates, all that, all that. And for me, I have a, I just wouldn't take him because of that. And of course, his age, the age isn't on his side either. I believe he's 29, 20, 30. So yeah. he wouldn't be the greatest of signings. What about you? How are you feeling on the first? Yeah, I agree. I have to agree. Like, if there was no injuries and if these players were at the highest level playing their game week in, week out, and it was coming to a free agent, you'd have to pick Usman Dembele, 100%. Mm-hmm. He's only 24, and you still need to remember what he done when he was at Borussia Dortmund. He mm-hmm. was uh, he was unstoppable. People were comparing him to Mbappe at that time. Yeah. So he's gone to Barcelona. It's not worked out. He's low on confidence. Injuries have hampered his progression. So it's not been the Dembele that we'd have hoped for potential-wise. But yeah, I'd have to agree. I think Isco as well, he's coming to, I think he's 29, going to be reaching 30, similar to Lingard. And injuries have hampered him and he's not the same Isco. So there was links a few, I think a a few years ago that Arsenal were interested in Isco and the fan base went in uproar as as, as Arsenal fans do. But I think Arteta has, has his targets for this summer. I think... The situation with Pepe is going to be key as well. What happens with him? Mm-hmm. He scored against Wolves. Um, he made great impact. But it, this this last 14 games could make or break his season, uh, uh, make or break his time and career mm-hmm. as an Arsenal player because the clock's ticking. £72 million is going to be key. People are going to continue speaking about that price tag, even though it's a bit annoying, but that's that's how football is. So these 14 games, Pepe needs to think this could be 
just a make or break moment for me. So if he does have a great end to this season, I would keep him, to be honest, because I still think he's a great player and he's a good option. So that would allow us to basically prioritize the striking position, which again, we'll touch on because I still think we need two strikers in that position and the midfield position. But yeah, going back to that front three, even though they're good players, don't get me wrong, but not not for this Arsenal and Mikata aside for me. Yeah, same. If I, I'm like you, if I did have to choose one player, it would be Dembele, of course, injury issues. I just think back to Alexis Sanchez at Barcelona. Of course, he went to Barcelona. I remember I saw a clip of Pep Guardiola being angry at Sanchez because he couldn't play a whole 90 minutes due to due to fatigue issues and injury issues. Maybe we could do the same with Dembele and make him a success at Arsenal, but probably not. If they had to choose, it would be Dembele. But now we have to move on to Paolo Dybala, the striker. Now, I feel like for me, I'm very 50-50, if you would like to say, because Dybala, he's a player with the quality you can't deny. And I feel like if he's available, he's a player you get regardless if it fits into your system or he doesn't. I don't think he would fit into Arteta's system due to the players we have, but he's a player of such quality, it's hard to reject, isn't it? It is. It is like when Tottenham were interested in him, I think last summer uh, yeah. or, or a few, few, few years ago, like Arsenal fans were in uproar because they were worried because you need to still remember that even though Dybala's not having the best of times at Juventus, he's still a quality player. Mm-hmm. He's done it at the highest level. He's done it for Argentina. He's done it at the latter stages of the Champions League. So he's still a player who's capable of producing top moments. But for me, I wouldn't game, if I'm honest. Um especially because of the formation as well we're playing. And uh, Mikate, uh, I think his ideal aspect is to revert to a 4-3-3. That could be possible um, at the start of next season. He's slowly, slowly embending that style in the past few games. You've seen it, that he's, 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 he, his ideal world is a 4-3-3 formation. And if that was to happen, where does Dybala fit in? Because Dybala, for me, he's a player that can work well with another striker up front with him. He can play in it too. He done. He had a great partnership with Higuain a couple of years ago um, when he was at Juventus. And he's a player that can link well with another striker. But if someone was to ask if he can do that sole striking role, I don't think he could, especially a league which is high intensity as the Premier League. I think he'll struggle, to be honest. And I don't think he's a number 10 either i think we've moved on from that as well i don't think i think he's more of a secondary striker so i know i understand what you mean like if there's a striker or a player of that quality in the market you'd think let's just go for it but i think with arsenal's project with arsenal's transfer plans that they put in place for the past few years you've got to back them you know you you need to like have faith in what Arteta is doing because he's picking the right signings and he's picking players which he believes fit into the system. So for me, yeah, we were talking off air and um, I was just touching on Brenton Diaz. Like he's, he's a, it's, it, people yeah. may laugh about it, but like not, I'm not saying like get him as the number one striker because I think our, our ambitions are much higher than that. But like I still think we need two strikers this summer. Yeah. So. I think he could be a possible addition as a secondary striker for Arsenal. He's done well for Blackburn. Like, he's smashed it over for his national team for Chile. And he's coming to the end of his contract. And there's been talks that a lot of Premier League clubs are interested, Brighton, um, so forth. And as a secondary striker, like, 
Arsenal were targeting Isaac, Arsenal targeting Dusan Vlahovic, Arsenal were targeting Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So it's a striker which Mikateta knows what he wants in terms of a presence, in terms of a link-up man. And Diaz could possibly do that. He could make an impact if he came off the bench. So I think sometimes we need to think a bit more strategic in our signings. Like they'll have that number one option that they want this summer. And I don't know who it might be. Fingers crossed it's Erling Haaland. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, who knows? Who knows? If you get into the Champions League, it just needs a phone call from Martin Odegaard <laughs> to just put him on the line. But that's that's me being optimistic. But they'll have a number one striker that they want. But again, I go back to what I say. Lacazette, potentially, it could be the end of his time at Arsenal. I don't think he's going to be signing a new contract. And if... If they do give him a new contract, I think that the most that they'll offer him is one year max. And I don't think he'll want that. He'll want a couple of years at least. Similar to Eddie and Ketia, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give him a new contract, to be honest. Um, I think his time's c- come... At... With Nketi, it's a bit difficult because he wants to be number one. He wants to be the number one striker, but I don't think he's capable of doing that for Arsenal. If he wanted to stay as a backup, I'd keep him. Because I still think he's good. He made an impact against Wolves and he done well. But for a player who thinks that he could be number one, I don't just see it. So it's going to be a lot of changes this summer. But like going back to Dybala, like when Ozil came, like when he signed for Arsenal in 2013, at that time, maybe Dybala would have been a good signing under Wenger. But right now, I just think football has moved on. I think the Premier League has moved on. And I think, yeah, he would struggle. Yeah, you know, you're right in what you do. You are right in what you say. I think um, the Premier League is a tough league and you have to adapt quickly. And we don't know if a baller, the baller, so we'll be able to do that. But Reese, I'll see you much looking at that team. If you had to choose one player from that list, from that 11, only one to join us next season, who's it going to be? Yeah, I've got to go with you. I was speaking about the Ajax right back, but yeah, I've got to go with the Bailey fan club with Frank <laughs> Kessie. I think, I think for for going back to what I said, in a normal circumstances, a normal day and age, he'll be worth 45, 50 million pounds. He's coming to the end of his contract. He'll be worth peanuts. Maybe we'll offer, we could offer him 100K above that salary. So for us, it would work. So I know you're going to feel the same way. So yeah, Frank Kessie all the way. No, I was going to say uh, Dybala, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. No, it's Kizzy from you as well, of course. It goes without saying, guys. That is the end of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Umar, of course. Thank you as well, mate. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure, Billy. Thank you, guys. Make sure you leave your comment. Check out other videos. There'll be more episodes on this soon, so make sure you tune in. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,